to six on this April 3rd, a rainy day in New York, and obviously another day as we try to get through the crisis. A little different day on the fan today as uh, Mink and Harris both said goodbye. Mink, of course, an original and there so many years and, and really one of the more popular figures at the fan for all these years. Everybody loved Mink, you know, even because Mink, as an update guy, uh, and being just Mink. I mean, that's who he is. I mean, you have to know that uh, he is kind of a throwback. He is uh, a little different. He's a real character. And, again, he's just someone that everyone liked to give a hard time to, but he he took it all. Uh, and and you, he's a little more sensitive than people know because I know Mink really well, better than most. And uh, Mink and I spent a lot of time together through the years, and nobody has been on more shows uh with Mink than me. I mean, I have spent my whole career with Mink. He's been with me every step of the way. He was there for the entire Mike and the Mayor Dog program. He was with me since Dog and I split up in the many years I've worked since then on the fan, which has been now a dozen years. Uh, all the years I was in Afternoon Drive, he was there. Uh, he also always worked and made sure, and he didn't want anybody else doing it. He'd say to me every year, I don't want anybody else doing the updates on your Sunday show except me. I'd say, I'll take care of it, Mike. And that was it. That was his domain. He didn't want anybody else doing it unless he was off doing one of his events where I'd give him a hard time for not being there after an Army football game or something like that. But uh, for the most part, he was there all those years too. And we did the Sunday show together, the NFL Now and then the football Sunday show when we had to change the name uh, years ago. Um, But uh, the Mink and I... Uh, have remained very close. He called me the other night and he wanted advice. I went through everything with him. I told him uh, the buyout offer they offered him was a good deal. I told him it made plenty of sense. He had told me when I left, he said, I'm going to be right behind you. Uh, I'm leaving soon myself. I'm just getting ready. He was looking to go to, I believe, the fall. And then he decided now that this makes sense. Uh, They made him a good offer. Uh, it was fair. I went through every bit of it with him the other night, um, and we agreed. And then, obviously, yesterday he was with me the whole program, uh, and then today he said goodbye. And, you know, he he loved he loved having a connection to Imus. He loved having a connection to the Mike and the Mayor's show. He loved being a part of my programs, but he also loved – having anything to do with Imus because he, he really had great respect for Imus as a, as a broadcaster. Uh, and, you know, he liked the idea that, you know, Imus would show him attention and stuff like that. And, and, and like everyone else, everyone, everyone liked to give Mink a hard time, tease him. You know, part of Mink was, you know, you had to tease him because, you know, like, like when Dog and I w- went to do an outing for him, and we went to his house, and, you know, we sat in front of his TV set and ate on these, like, 1950 little uh, TV trays. And I would say, no one in America would have these except Mink. I mean, that's just, you know, he had a fan going, and he had the, uh, it was the a July night, and he had the little TV trays out. And I was like, this is perfect. I mean, this is, this is Mink. This is who he is. Or when Dog and I sent him on these trips, we'd send them on, like, when Butt- Butler'd get in the NCAA tournament, Dog and I would, you know, we'd send them. We'd, give him, we'd buy him the hotel and the plane fare and, uh, you know, send him on his way with meal money. Sometimes I'd have to turn the dog upside down to get the money out of him, but he was good. He was good about it. So, uh, uh, but we gave Mink a bunch of trips. We'd send him on trips and stuff like that, but he was part of the family. Mink was always, 
you know, uh, as the saying goes, he was part of the family portrait. He really was. He was in it from the beginning, uh, and he will be missed. You know, someone asked me yesterday about Minka. I said, hey, Minka's one of the most uh, colorful and endearing characters in the history of FAN, and he will be part of FAN. And as somebody, you know, they respond now. The reason writers like to write about me is because they get page hits. They get clicks. People turn to the story. The stories don't get ignored. And that's why they write so much about me. Well, they told me last night that they, uh, one of the writers who wrote a story about him and had asked me for a quote said, hey, I can't believe how many people are clicking on Mink's story. So it just shows you how many folks out there, and I could tell you this too because Mink knows it, that when Dog and I would go anywhere, We'd always get asked, why didn't you bring Mink? Why didn't you bring Mink? And we would, we started to bring him because we'd always get a reaction from the fans. They wanted us to bring Mink. They wanted Mink to be part of the show. And he was very popular in that regard. But in his role, I mean, you didn't want Mink running the whole show. That wasn't who he was. Mink was better doing the Mink role. That was his job. I mean, that's what he was good at. That's what he, that, that was his role. You know, he was very good at being himself. That's and and but he was very important in everything we did, being himself. And it was an integral part of, of the station. And hey, I know that Intercom wanted to get Mink's goodbye right because they didn't want people to be angry about it. Because Mink is a big part of the station. I mean he really is. He's not a little part of the station, he's a big part of the station. He's an important part of the station. And you know what? We've had a lot of people who were a part of, the, of what we built there. But I can tell you, very few, if any, have a more enduring legacy there than Mink has. Minx ranks with anybody. It really does. And he will be sorely missed. But today's the day to celebrate uh, his career there. Not to think about... You know, we have enough sadness right now. Not to think about should he have been there longer or anything else. He didn't leave because of what's going on in the world. He got this buyout at this moment a couple of months earlier than normal because of what's going on in the world. So from that standpoint, it did move him to a decision quicker. But it was a decision he was going to make. And I could tell you that he told me the other night that he was planning it for September. So it came a little earlier here in April than it would have. But what he's going to look back on, and you'll still hear him on the St. John's games, what he's going to look back on is, like I said, a very endearing and important part of the fan all these years has been the Mink Man. So uh, we'll miss him. And Harris, too, you want to, you want to leave Harris. Harris is a guy who made it a... Uh, transition from a, a disc jockey to a uh, update guy and was always very professional about it, always, you know, did a good job and fit in very, very well. So uh, we should mention Harris also, who I didn't work with that much, but you'd see from time to time. But Mink is different. He was part of all my shows. Like I said, Whatever I did makes a part of it. That's why wherever, wherever I went to get in the water, I always took Mink with me. And I always told Mink, you're part of this. Because he is. Because he was a big part of everything that we did or I did. Back after this. You know, I, I really think as I watch these 
press conferences every day. You know, you watch Cuomo at 11 o'clock, 11.30, and then you watch whenever the Blasio pops up, and then you might watch Jersey. And then, uh, obviously, the president, I mean, I'm in and out of commercial with the president now because he's on when I'm on the last couple of days. He's been on almost exclusively when I've been on. But I really think that he has to come to grips with that instead of being so consumed with who's going to get blamed and tagged for this, realize that if he can use every ounce of his energy, and he's got good energy. I mean, you know that. he uh, He's obviously putting in a lot of days. He looks pretty good. I mean, he doesn't look tired. I mean, it was one day he looked tired, but for the most part, he hasn't looked very tired. He's looked okay. I know he puts a lot of, you know, he's always tan and he puts a lot of makeup on and stuff, but still he looks he looks, looks fairly well rested. Um, I think he always looks the same for the most part. I mean, once in a while his hair's a little out of, out of, you know, out of place, but that's, you know, that's just the way he combs it. Um, but I think he looks okay. He doesn't look tired. But I think this idea of, oh, that's a gotcha question or that's a nasty question or that's a, hey, He's up there, and his whole mindset is, how does this impact my reelection? Because that's how his mind works. Instead, it's got to be, hey, if I do this right, if I pull us out of this, if I use every resource, every trick in the book, if I use every, everything that is at my fingertips – Military, every organization, FEMA, you name it. I'll be, they won't be able to touch me. I'll be gone. And he would be. If he gets and navigates these very, and, and he did nothing. He didn't, he didn't deserve this. He didn't ask for this. This wasn't a decision he made. This is an act of God. But you know what? Part of being president is that there is always a distinct possibility that history, that the world is going to interfere, that everything is just going to come and get dropped on your doorstep. And then we're going to see what you do. Presidents will be defined by how they handle the big, unexpected events that cropped up on them. When FDR reacted to Pearl Harbor, that was his defining moment. How he reacted, how, what he said and what he thought and how he pushed and how he handled became his legacy. He had a lot of legacies. He's there a lot of years, but this was his legacy. Truman, a guy who never, ever wanted to be vice president, no less president, never wanted to be president, never wanted to be vice president, wanted to just remain the senator from Prendergast, 
who, as guys said behind his back, because he was part of the Prendergast machine out of Missouri, play cards with his good buddies, including Rayburn, who was his drinking buddy. Truman always got along with people. Now, he also was feisty. You know that. Ask MacArthur. But the bottom line is presidents are going to have a moment. And how they handle that moment is going to define their presidency. There's no way around that. And it's unscripted. It's unscripted. So to me, he didn't ask for this. We know that. And what he's got to realize is the American public isn't blaming him for this. And he's up there and he's so worried about being able to blame somebody every time he turns around and to explain that, tell us all that he was early when we all know he wasn't, okay? We all know that already. But the point is, and spin it every way he can, which is what all politicians do. But the big prize, which is obviously for him, victory in November, is there is is going to be the payoff for making the right decision right now, for being the kind of leader they, that this country needs right now. That's going to be the payoff. A clear win in November. And let's be honest, I don't care what happens in the debate, when he and Biden debate, and it will be Biden. I don't care what happens along the campaign trail. What happens between now and the summer? When we go back to work, what kind of shape the economy is in? How many, how many lives we lose? How we handle the day-to-day of this? That will decide the presidency. That's just the way it is. And he's got to understand that and realize that if I just go out and overwhelm this and throw everything I have at it and forget politics, forget the idea that I like this governor, I don't like this governor, I like this state, they voted for me, I don't like this state, they didn't vote for me. Forget all that stuff. And I don't believe for a second he doesn't like New York. I mean, he, New York's in his bones. I mean, it is. He grew up there. It's still, his bone, it's still in his bones. There's no question. Now, does he, did he like that his home state didn't vote for him? No, but that's the way it is. I mean, there's just a lot more Democrats than there are Republicans. the way it works. But the bottom line is how he handles this how his government responds to this, the decisions that are made that are going to save lives and get us through this, that will decide the race. Nothing he says, not how he tries to spin it, none of that will decide this. This will be decided on action, not talk. And he is really good at spinning things. I mean, he is a master at spinning things. He's as good at spinning things as anybody I've ever seen. 
Yeah, he really is. He's an uh, in in that setting, he is an absolute master. Really, one of the best we've ever seen. But that's not what it's about right now. It's about doing what presidents have to do, which is put the nation first and put the people first and and get what needs to be done for the people done right now. And everything else, every little part of it will fall right back into place. That will be the payoff. I mean, that's, that is as plain as day. Hey, MacArthur, we know what went on with Truman and MacArthur. We know what went on as it happened. We know what MacArthur's approval rating was. We know what Truman's was. And in the years to come, when the people got a real view and looked at what Truman had left behind, you see why he's regarded as one of the great presidents ever. People weren't even able to see it in the midst of it, in the middle of it, as it unfolded. They had to wait and get a chance to view it through a more accurate prism than they had when it was happening right in front of them. It was reaction, 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 and then not having the chance to see exactly where the world was, exactly what was left behind, and where our country was, and where it was set up to, to handle things. Because that's your job here. That's your job. Your job is to handle things. Your job is to make everything all right. That's your job. That's what the American public wants. They want to, they want to feel safe. They want to feel secure. They want to feel that you can make everything all right. That I can put my head on a pillow at night and not risk that some gang is, you know, is going to cause problems or this is going to happen or this bad thing is going to happen or that bad thing is going to happen or we're going to have this crisis or we're going to have this happen or this or society is going to come crashing down or this is going to happen or whatever fear you have. Or that I, I'm going to go to the hospital and I'm not going to be well. And I'm, you know, or someone I love is going to get sick and die. Or we're not going to have enough uh, doctors or beds or ventilators or the stuff we're hearing day after day after day. Or there's going to be civil unrest or there's going to be this or we're not going to have enough food or we're going to, the economy is going to spin out of control or all the different things. The people want to be reassured. They want to be able to put their head on their pillow at night and think, okay, we got this under control. Might not be perfect, but we got it under control. I'm good. I'm not maybe as secure as I was two months ago. I might not have as much money in the bank as I had two months ago. I might have this happen. I might have that happen. My life might have changed, but I still feel like it's going to be okay. And that's what, yeah, that's what will have people jump on his bandwagon. That is what will get him to carry the day. Without that, if that doesn't happen, if people don't have that feeling, it's not going to matter whether he can in any way win debates, tag his competitor, 
do a good job of of debating and campaigning and everything else. Not if this one instant does not come out right. Because this is the moment. This is what he was thrust into. This is when it became about him and his presidency. Right here, right now. And when that happens, there's no turning back. When that happens, it's you, it's the country, and it's history. And history is going to be a steely-eyed, very objective critic of how you performed. Can't spin through that. That's why decisions matter. How you get people through this matters. Casamigo Tequila, as always, brings you the program brought to you by those who drink it. Have a very, very safe and hopefully enjoyable weekend. Stay home. Stay together. Save lives. We'll see you Sunday morning at 9. Have a good weekend.